0: July 17th, Romans chapter 4, verses 1 through 12. Abraham was, humanly speaking, the founder of our Jewish nation. What were his experiences concerning this question of being saved by faith? Was it because of his good deeds that God accepted him? If so, he would have had something to boast about. But from God's point of view, Abraham had no basis at all for pride. For the scriptures tell us, Abraham believed God, so God declared him to be righteous. When people work, their wages are not a gift. Workers earn what they receive. But people are declared righteous because of their faith, not because of their work. King David spoke of this, describing the happiness of an undeserving sinner who is declared to be righteous. Oh, what joy for those whose disobedience is forgiven, whose sins are put out of sight. Yes, what joy for those whose sin is no longer counted against them by the Lord. Now then, is this blessing only for the Jews, or is it for the Gentiles too? Well, what about Abraham? We have been saying he was declared righteous by God because of his faith. But how did his faith help him? Was he declared righteous only after he had been circumcised, or was it before he was circumcised? The answer is that God accepted him first, and then he was circumcised later. The circumcision ceremony was a sign that Abraham already had faith, and that God had already accepted him and declared him to be righteous, even before he was circumcised. So Abraham is the spiritual father of those who have faith but have not been circumcised. They are made right with God by faith. And Abraham is also the spiritual father of those who have been circumcised, but only if they have the same kind of faith Abraham had before he was circumcised.
1: Good morning everyone, this is Mark Matthews, Phase 3 with this morning's poetic inspirational message. The poem I'm going to share with you this morning is One of my favorites written actually a couple months ago and um, it kind of carries a very good message for your day-to-day walk in life. It's called Irony of Eternity. There are a few scriptures attached to it. I'll share with you briefly, Matthew chapter five, verse five, 1 Peter chapter five, verse 61, Proverbs chapter three, verse 34. And one of my favorites I'll share with you now is found in James, chapter 4, verses 6 through 8. But he gives us more grace. That is why scripture says, God opposes the proud, but gives grace to the humble. Submit yourselves then to God. Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Come near to God, and he will come near to you. Wash your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts. You double-minded. So this morning's poem is titled, Irony of Eternity. Sturdy, strenuous, striking, and strong, Culture tells us their lives will be long, Voluptuously vain, with visions victorious, Earthly traits so touted and glorious, Man-made materialistic medals of honor, Anything else our world says don't bother, Cleverly calculated, covetous capers, these are all things of selfish takers. Eternally ecstatic and essentially gifted, these are inherited by givers unlisted. For humble hearts hold harmonious hymns, not tyrannical tirades or luxurious whims. Spirit Speaks' message in Irony's line, found in God's sword from heaven and kind, says look at these verses from Trinity's table They'll show you the way to eternal life stable. Chapter 5 verse 5 Matthew within gives one first clue of heaven to win. Blessed are the meek, they inherit the earth, just as our Savior came at His birth. For He mocks proud mockers, but gives grace to the humble, Proverbs 3 verse 34, then helps one not stumble. 1 Peter 5, verse 61 will tell more than this, and James 4.10 drives it home once again. You see, irony here is plainly sifted. Eternity goes to the humbly lifted. These are the souls not normally guessed, so develop some humble and wind up best. Thanks for listening, everyone. And may God bless you all.